Cleveland Browns are continuing to deal with backlash and negativity from fan bases and NFL media over their trade for Deshaun Watson. They had to know this was coming. They are not going to see the positives of a Deshaun Watson trade until actual football begins and Deshaun Watson can play. Also, what are some realistic expectations for Jacoby Brissett for whatever time he plays for the Cleveland Browns as a starting quarterback? All this and more on your latest Locked On Browns with your hosts, Jeff Lloyd and Garrett Bush. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB, the Locked On Browns podcast brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, whether it is your favorite podcast platform, make sure you follow and subscribe to Lockdown Browns or YouTube. As we said, closing in on the 1,000 mark subscriber-wise, appreciate everybody with that. We appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every single day. As Garrett said, we are going to get into a little bit here about the Browns' current quarterback, Mr. Deshaun Watson. Um, latest news, obviously, it appears maybe two more lawsuits are going to be filed and you know, just a number that doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. Um, if anybody's seen maybe the news here early on Tuesday morning, apparently you know things heating up for Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers and the Browns as far as a possible deal getting done there. But we are going to get into this a little bit here because um, with Watson and look for the Browns, the positives of this and it is obviously on field play and what Deshaun Watson can do as quarterback for the Browns. None of that can be achieved yet. <laughs> the earliest it could be would be September or maybe October or maybe November, maybe December. Some of you maybe even think possibly 2023. Um, the PR hits keep coming, Garrett. They keep coming basically on the daily right now as far as you know, you're not going to get anything positive right now in any way, shape, or form from the acquisition of Deshaun Watson. And you get another day like yesterday where maybe more lawsuits are going to be added, uh, you know, to, you know, what's been going on in that situation revolving the Browns quarterback. Um, so you get to this position of, you know, you're taking a lot of hits right now, you know, for this, and it continues to go on. You're not going to see the reward until Deshaun Watson actually takes the field for this team. So it does bring up the question, you know, is, you know, the lengths they went to, you know, and basically of, you know, mortgaging the future and in some maybe possibilities, according to many selling your soul, so to speak, um, the Browns, uh, you know, wait for the availability of their signal caller and wait for actually getting on the field and competing in the 2022 regular season. Well, and, and when you talk about John Watson, I, I think there's, there's one thing that comes to mind. Um, and yes, there are, there are significant, I guess what you would call it PR hits or, or these allegations or the different things coming out. But I, I want to be clear though. Uh, I mean, we do know that this is a strategy, right? Like, you know, you could possibly name all the people at once, right? The strategy is to slowly but surely trickle these people out. So it just seems like it's a never ending stream of individuals coming forward. I mean, if you know all the people that are going to come forward at the end of the day, um, you could just put them all on the paper and say, these are the people that are, are suing you. But this is a, a pressure tactic 
Um, and rightfully so. If you're the, you're the uh, attorney, your job is to put maximum pressure and get the highest uh, amount of, of a settlement you can for all of your plaintiffs. So that's part of the game. But in terms of whether or not the Cleveland Browns would make this move again, um, I, I wholeheartedly believe that they would take and make this move every day and twice on Sunday. It may be a little bit, it may be a little bit uh, difficult for them to, um, you know, <laughs> swallow some of the stuff that comes along with it. But when you look at it, it's a business of win, wins and losses, right? Um, you make it's the reason why there's always somebody that'll go out and look at Antonio Brown. There's always a reason why Josh Gordon is still in the league, right? You're you're going to as an owner do everything that you can and do to make sure that your team uh, is successful. And if you're Jimmy and D has them, what they looked at is said, listen, this guy's in the prime of his career. Even if push comes to shove, he misses a whole year. He's still 27 years old. He comes back, and we have a franchise quarterback at probably what will be a bargain. Uh, in about five years, because two hundred thirty million dollars uh, compared to, you know, some of these guys, Josh Allen got a big deal. But some of these new guys coming back up for contract, they could be getting five hundred, you know, fifty million dollars, whatever the case may be. I think they looked at it from a point saying, look, hey, this guy can potentially give us an opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. And they took that opportunity and say, hey, we'll figure out. Is he going to jail? Okay, these are civil suits. Okay, well, we we comfortable with that, and I just think some people won't be comfortable with it. That's fine. Uh, you have your own prerogative. You won't be comfortable with it. Some people are gonna say, "Hey, I can't watch the Browns anymore," but that's just reality of what the NFL is, and that's how it's moving. And, and I think the Browns, based on what he gives them on the field, an opportunity to win, they do it again. What your thoughts? I, I don't think there's a question now maybe of regret. I think maybe is there a question now of is there maybe some things we didn't know? Um, the fact that they gave that speech and said we do we did our due diligence. And, of course, you know, you can say that. Um, everybody wants to basically know what you mean by we did our due diligence. Um, as you seem to get further, further out here, you know, what did we hear originally? It was 20 something, or maybe it was 40 something possible women when the number in fact was actually closer to 70. Um, I don't believe it doesn't sound like anybody knew the number was that high. Um, so if you say you did your due diligence, it certainly raises, you know, the question of, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure you did your due diligence? Um, now, as far as, you know, the, the PR, PR hits you're taking every day. Um, were the Browns of the understanding, you know, that it was going to be 20, 22, and that was it. And they said, all right, we'll let this play out in civil court. And, you know, whatever comes of it comes of it. Um, the Browns were desperate for a major upgrade at the quarterback position. There's no way around it. They did not hide their feelings. They did not hide their feelings to the media. They did not hide, hide their feelings to their current quarterback at the time in Baker Mayfield. You know, they had, you know, eyes of luster towards an Aaron Rodgers, towards a Russell Wilson. Uh, Deshaun Watson was the most attainable for them. There was a player who was in uh, a situation in Houston with a team where it was not going to go on anymore. Um, Russell Wilson was going to be able to pick his destination. Aaron Rodgers was never going to go anywhere else but Green Bay. Uh, but Deshaun Watson was the one guy that fit the mantra of we want to upgrade the quarterback and go as close to elite as possible. You know, players of Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, those guys obviously certainly were available. You get in the situation and you put everything out there to bring Deshaun Watson in the fold. Are you going 
yeah, you know, are you going to regret it without getting Deshaun Watson on the field? There's probably not a way that's going to happen. Um, you knew the situation wasn't perfect. You knew it wasn't, you know, lily lace white when you acquired this player. You knew there was some things going on. You knew there was going to be some media feedback. You knew there was going to be some fan feedback. Um, certainly the PR hits have not gotten any better. There is no way to do any damage control right now because it's not like you're going to take Deshaun Watson and put him in places where he can give back to the public. It's the situation is a too new and the situation is not resolved to this point. So until all that is, you can't basically try to rebrand Deshaun Watson. So they have to take what they can get. But as far as regret, I think maybe they are, there's more heat coming their way than they anticipated. And, deservedly so for many fans who you know feel that way totally understandable but the reward for the browns you know of this move in their eyes will never you know get close to anything as far as for the browns feeling that way until we actually get to playing games it's just the way it is i mean this is the one thing he was done was to brought take this team which was a playoff caliber team to start coming in and making this team a afc championship caliber team a super bowl caliber team so right now they got to take whatever comes their way um and whatever goes along with a possible suspension for watson they're going to have to take that as well but obviously they felt this reward was just that the possibility of this reward was just too great that they couldn't turn it down um so right now it's it's tough for them it is it's tough for them because they're getting all the negatives of this which they i hope wholeheartedly they anticipated but um any of the positives of this move they made it's going to be a while before they can get to see any of those yeah um and and i think you don't make this move unless everybody's all in that means the coach the gm uh, uh d and jimmy and 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 even you know their daughter who's probably part part of the, the decision making process um as part of the organization so you don't you don't do this move unless you guys have sat down and, and, and thought about the different things that could come with it. Obviously, they, they've signed a guy like Kareem Hunt, um, and that was a, a backlash, but not to this extent. So I, I think they knew what they were getting into, and I think they, they made the decision based on um, strictly football. It's, it, it, it's what it was based on, and I, I know I'll still say to this day, I think they did not um, maybe go as for, as deep as they needed to. I'm not saying it would have changed their minds. I'm not saying it would have stopped them from the move. Um, but maybe, you know, they didn't get under the rock as much as maybe they possibly needed to. We're going to get here a little further. And, you know, for when you go this deep into a move, obviously with Deshaun Watson and everything they gave up, the question is, is, is what is a suitable, you know, reward for said move as far as you know what goes on with this team garrett bush jeff lloyd lockdown browns appreciate y'all for making us your first listen every day at BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler whether you're ready to pop the question Question, or you were celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience online shopping at BlueNile.com. Building the engagement 
at Ring of Her Dreams or celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry. No matter what you are looking for, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Browns listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Use promo code Locked On, all caps, no space. Again, Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, it ships free, and it arrives in a discreet package that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. G Bush in the building, Jeff Lloyd in the building. Uh, make sure you go ahead and follow up Locked On Browns podcast. Make sure you follow that on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you, you're downloading. Your daily podcast this is the one-stop shop where you get all of your latest Browns news. Uh, definitely check us out. Make sure you follow at uh, at GBush91 on Twitter, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd on Twitter as well. Make sure you keep moving those numbers up close to that 1,000 mark. We want to keep pushing. We want to keep going. And we're ready. We Training camp is starting up. You don't want to miss the daily podcast because you're going to get all the latest and greatest information here on Locked on Browns podcast. So when we're looking at the situation with Deshaun Watson, uh, we kind of have to go into a situation of looking at, okay, so you have them now. You don't make any regrets. We talked about the regrets earlier on, on in that. But I was sitting there talking to uh, a couple of people in the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, uh, and we kind of like touched down on this on this uh, this topic. If you look at it from a standpoint of success of the trade, if you got Deshaun Watson and say, for instance, he never wins a Super Bowl, never quite gets to the promised land. Maybe maybe he actually gets to the Super Bowl, loses. Maybe he's in an AFC championship game a few times they, they lose. Um, how do you evaluate this move? And from my perspective, I, I came at it and looked at it like this. Uh, this move doesn't guarantee the Cleveland Browns to win a championship. And I think, I think people need to understand that to a certain extent. The move wasn't to, to just say, oh, the Browns are automatically champs now. That move was to put you in contention to be able to be spoken of and potentially being able to have, have the right quarterback back there to give you a chance year in and year out. In the AFC, that's the only thing you can ask for. When you take a look at the roster of quarterbacks from even on the lower end, uh, Derek Carr, uh, in the higher end, you got Patrick Mahomes, you got Joe Burrow, you got Josh Allen, you got uh, uh, Herbert he, is is here now. Uh, Russell Wilson is in the building. Obviously, Deshaun Watson here, Lamar Jackson. The names just, you know, right now, they're about nine deep, nine deep in the AFC. So just because you got a guy like Deshaun Watson does not give you the, I, I, the overwhelmingly, uh, you know, chances of you getting to the Super Bowl and winning the multiple Super Bowls because the AFC is just that talented. We haven't even got to some of the quarterbacks that you're going to see on the NFC side. Uh, you know, Dak Prescott, uh, um, you, you know, uh, you, some of those individuals that, that are out there. Um, and, and so my thing is you have to be able, what you can expect and what Browns fans should come to grow to expect is not necessarily – whether or not the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl or guarantee and pinpoint the Super Bowl, but giving yourself the best opportunity and chance to get there. And when you're there, 
you got to capitalize. The quarterback has to play well. And then some of your, your ancillary parts, some of your parts, pieces and parts, some of the, uh, you, you know, supporting cast, whether it be offensive line, running backs, receivers, defense, um, turnover, special teams, those things have to get, get you there. It takes a little bit of luck to win the big one. Um, but it, it's going to take a baseline of skill level to get there, uh, to, to set yourself up for that. What you're looking at, and if you're looking at this maybe from the ownership standpoint, ownership standpoint is you hired a new general manager and a new head coach in 2020 in Andrew Barry and Coach Stefanski. In 2020, you saw this team with not a great defense, but a pretty good offense. Get this team not only to the playoffs, but also to get this team four minutes away from the AFC Championship game. Uh, if it was not for a fourth down uh, conversion to Tyreek Hill, where Andy Reid basically said, I do not want to give this young quarterback, Baker Mayfield, the ball one more opportunity to maybe take this game from us in our own stadium. But now you look at this, and I'm sorry, this bar has to be raised. If that's where you were able to get in 2020. You did not have the defense you had in 2021. Uh, the defense in 2022 should probably be even better than it was in 2021. Um, you have new pieces in Amari Cooper, a wide receiver who skill level wise matches up with the two receivers who were here, but certainly not as much of a, I don't even know the correct word here. Let's just put it away more all in and certainly not a knock on Jarvis Landry, maybe a knock on the other one. Um, the tight end position you feel you have upgraded. Your running back room is outstanding. You have to think, if you were the Cleveland Browns and you made this decision with Deshaun Watson, that this is going to lead to at least a Super Bowl appearance. One issue the Browns had over the last two years with Baker Mayfield was when they needed Baker Mayfield to go finish a game in the second half, go 15 of 18. And he did do it the Cincinnati game. Of course, everyone remembers when that was a game where Odell went down in 2020. But they felt that they were not confident enough in Baker Mayfield where a game was going to be put on his shoulders mid-third quarter and maybe he was going to have to go three straight drives. you know, Or he's going to have to go every drive we get for the, you know, three, four drives. We're going to need minimum 20. We're going to need minimum 21. We're going to need minimum 24 points. We are in an absolute shootout. They felt that Baker Mayfield obviously was not capable of that. They feel Deshaun Watson is, and he can go throw for throw late in the game. Very similar to the Chiefs-Bills playoff game last year, where Mahomes and Josh Allen, it looked like that could have went on all night because both those quarterbacks were in the zone, and both of them were just absolutely cooking with gas. This has to be the belief of what they brought in with Deshaun Watson. They have to believe for the return of three first-round picks, for the return of $238 million guaranteed, for the return of a black eye that this organization is taking as a whole from their own fan base, from the media, from the entire NFL community throughout the entire United States, for all that they went and all the lengths and levels they went to bring this player in, they have to feel that if they do not at least play, and like you said, look, Super Bowl can get wonky, you get some crazy things that happen, but they honestly have to believe that they are going to at least play in a Super Bowl because when you go all in, and literally they went all in of all in, the Browns did with this move, you have to feel that you are going to be playing at some point in Deshaun Watson's career here in Cleveland. You were going to be playing in a Super Bowl. You have to feel that way. Well, that, that's the hope. Um, that's the, you know, that's the hope that he gets you over the hump. I, I just go back and watch uh, that game against Kansas City 
Um, and I, I go to the Brown, not excuse me, not the Browns, but the Kansas City Chiefs versus versus the Buffalo Bills, one of the best games that I've ever seen in my life. You go back and watch that game. Both of those quarterbacks deserve to win that game. Um, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes played their tail off. I mean, it, it took Patrick Mahomes 13 seconds to get downfield in order to rob uh, Josh Allen of a, one of the best games I've seen uh, somebody play on the road in a very long time. Uh, and, and so when you look at the, the mar margin for error, where you can look at whether or not you're going to say, okay, this team is going to be set up to win championships. You still got to go out there and do it. And you need to be able to do it by all means necessary. It would help if you had a home field advantage. It would help if you had a strong defense and it would help <laughs> if you could have a running game, if you could salt that thing away and get it done. Um, but those are the things that I think the Browns are envisioning. For me, the, the, the Browns, and I've said this from Jump Street, the Cleveland Browns need to once again win enough games to get people to know that I got to go to the dog pound in January. Listen, stop. Play all. When people always talk about it in the beginning of the season, Jeff, oh, it's early. It's early. You guys are you guys are panicking. You, It's early. And I'm saying you, you, your expectation levels is way too low because, for me, it's not about making the playoffs. It's about setting yourself up the best way you can to win a championship. And if that means home field advantage, when, when guys got to throw the ball over loud barking and that place is electric and you might got a 25-mile-an-hour wind coming off that lake, you want all the advantages. So we that's what you got Deshaun Watson for. Those 12, 13, 14 wins in order to get yourself an opportunity to set yourself up for home playoff victories, which would eventually lead to the Super Bowl. This, it's without question. I mean, this is supposed to make you the best this franchise has ever been, even back during the glory years in the late 80s. This is supposed to be the best era, the best product of the Cleveland Browns that has ever existed. Will it get that way? No one's going to know. Obviously, you know, nobody's got the crystal ball. If we all the did, world. the world would be boring as heck anyway. The world um, but may right, never know. <laughs> no doubt. But right now, obviously, they're, they're, they're taking a lot of lumps over it. And again, the only way to see where the positives of this trade is in the eyes of Jimmy Haslam, Andrew Barry, Paul DePodesta, and Kevin Stefanski will come once number four actually puts, you know, cleats to turf. And when that time comes, we're not really sure of it yet, but expectations high is, you know, is the bar set extremely high? It is. And it absolutely should be because, you know, you make a colossal trade like this, give up all those first round picks, 238 million guaranteed in salary. It's about playing for the Lombardi and literally not just making the playoffs. It's literally about being the one of two teams that play for the Lombardi. You get to a little bit more here. G Bush, host of The Barbershop and certainly part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Your host, Jeff Lloyd. Appreciate everybody being along for the ride. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, news, and odds, and if, including the NBA Finals, the NHL Stanley Cup, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
Locked on Browns podcast, rolling around, rolling into the last segment. Uh, make sure you guys go uh, are supporting the YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that that like and subscribe button. A lot of people will reach out and say, listen, I'm not getting the notifications. You have to hit the notification bell. Make sure you're hitting that. So it's going to push all our latest content to you, uh, and you'll get that right when it drops on YouTube. Continue to, to run those numbers up. Uh, on on the podcast as well, man. We, me and Jeff are in this thing to win it. You know, we competitive. We trying to. We like all the other <laughs> lockdown cities. We like y'all. Hey, we like y'all out there. We appreciate y'all network, y'all brothers and sisters out here. But we trying to make this locked on Browns thing the best thing rolling right now. And right now we got a great start. We continue to keep that moving. Always, almost at a thousand already. We want to salute you guys for putting that 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 work in and continue to rock with us on Locked On Browns podcast. So we've gone through a little bit of a narrative. We go through, hey, did Deshaun Watson trade? Did the Browns kind of regret it? Do they are they having second thoughts about that? Me and Jeff made we we opined on that, got into that a little bit. Make sure if you didn't you catching us just now, make sure you go back and watch that part and you get that um get that squared away. Second, we talked about hey, what's the expectation level? If you're gonna spend that much money on a guy, 230, three first round draft picks, uh, you know, all of the PR nightmare that's been going on so far. What is the expectation levels for Deshaun Watson? Now let's get into something. Um and, and kind of bring this thing home. We know he's probably going to be suspended some, uh, you know, uh, some time this year. Uh, we people said four, people have said six, we people say eight. Um, you know, and for me, I, you know, he could be suspended a year too, but I'm going to go with, you know, just say eight games, right? Just to be nice. We're going to be nice and <laughs> pretend that he gets eight games. The question is, what does Jacoby Brissett uh, have to do? And presuming he's the, the backup quarterback, what does he have to do to keep us afloat in order for us to come back and, and have Deshaun Watson hit the ground running as in terms of a win-loss record to making sure that we get to the playoffs? Because for me, this team is too too talented. They're too uh, – the, the, the window is right now, and we can't be wasting no years talking about, well, we'll get back and, and start over fresh in 2023. So, Jeff, I, I'm looking at the schedule right now. And if they're going to say Jacoby Brissett's going to play eight games, I'm looking through through the Brown schedule starting off uh, starting off here with the Jets. That's a winnable game. I think the Steelers, uh, the second game of the year, that's a winnable game. Even these, this is with Jacoby Brissett. The Falcons, uh, that's a winnable game right there. So then the first game I'm looking on the schedule that, that may be a little difficult, you got the Chargers. Um, and, and so you could be three and one after four. Um, obviously you got the Patriots, the Patriots boat race this last year, but Baker Mayfield had his worst game of his life. I think he threw for like 70 something odd yards and a couple of picks. Um, I think the Browns can win that game against new England. That, that puts you at, at, at four and one right there. Now the Ravens game might be a little tough. Even if you say that's a losable game, uh, you know, that, that's five and two. And then you got the Bengals. At home, right? Uh, I believe that's a 15 game, uh, a, a, a Octo- October Halloween game in, in Cleveland, and that's another tough one. So I'm guessing you can potentially look and see foreseeable three L's to to the Chargers, um, the Bengals, or possibly even the Ravens. Um, so for me, I, I need Jacoby to Brissett to be five and three if. If, in, in fact, Deshaun Watson gets eight games, your thoughts? 
Um, and that, I guess Garrett here was just assuming week one versus the Panthers was a win, so there was no reason to mention that. Um, yeah, yeah, Garrett, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's another one. That's another one. We talked that one up already. <laughs> you got to give Garrett a little slack here today. He's been using these big SAT words this morning. So, you know, he missed, uh, you know, opine and things of that nature. So, you know, he missed the Panther game. Uh, but you look at the first four, and look, everybody's talked about this. You know, I, I don't believe anybody believes when it finally comes down, it's going to be four. But week one, Panthers. Week two, Jets. Week three, Steelers, we'll see what the quarterback situation is. Week four, the Falcons. These are all winnable games, even if Jacoby Brissett is a quarterback for the Browns. These are games where, again, you know, I used the term yesterday, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Run the ball, play good defense. You're not going to have to put a lot on Brissett's shoulders. But then you get to that next four. And even if you had Deshaun Watson, this is a ringer of four games here. Um, you know, the Chargers come to town. It's still going to be early October. It's not going to be the point where this West Coast team is probably going to have to deal with much. Patriots come to town the week after. Again, the Browns should be looking for retribution after an awful, awful showing last year. Then it's your first Raven game going down to Baltimore. Um, this is a statement the Browns kind of need to make. Look, if you want to win the AFC North, you need to basically go down to Baltimore and tell the Ravens, you know, we have surpassed you. Um, you know, does it happen? Very, very difficult game. And obviously the Browns have had their matchup issues with the Ravens over time. You go to, um, and then Halloween, Bengals, Monday night, come into town to face the Browns. Um, I, I agree with you kind of on the five and three. Um, the Chargers, you look at it, this was a game they should have won last year. Um, New England, I, I'm not sure. And New England is always the most difficult team to read because like, you want to look what makes them better. But you don't truly see it until you see them play games. And it may be better offensive line play or it may be better run blocking. You know, the things you know you see with most teams as far as you know improvement within a team, the Patriots, you always have to look and you know dig a little deeper to see what made them a better team than maybe they were the year before. <coughs> Obviously, New England went to the playoffs last year. Then you get to the two division games. I mean, look, it, and if it if it doesn't work out with the Chargers and the Patriots. And you find a way in the wrong end of both of those games. You need to get the statement made within the AFC North. Look, the Bengals have struggled. Joe Burrow has struggled with the Browns so far throughout his entire career. Is that going to change anytime soon? We all hope not. Um, if he wants to light the rest of the league on fire, that's fine. But uh, you know, for him to be a dormant, quiet player against the Browns, I'd be more than okay with that. And the Ravens. Look, and the other thing is, you know, with the Ravens, look, the way this Browns team is constructed, there's no, there shouldn't be anything that's fooling you. With the Ravens, I mean, there should be nothing that's fooling you. The Ravens basically are telling you year in, year out, we've got to, we bring in wide receivers. Our quarterback, our offensive scheme doesn't really know how to use them. So we move on from wide receivers. We try bringing in new ones. Mark Andrews cannot be stopped. And as much as we want to say we are not going to put the Ravens offense on the legs of Lamar Jackson, year in, year out, the Ravens put the Ravens offense on the legs of Lamar Jackson. It's, it it's not, a, it, it, they're not changing anything. It's nothing new. Is the defense going to be improved this year? Yes, most likely. And then Cincinnati, they're going to be improved around, but they've always matched up well. But I mean, five and three, I think five and three could be expected. I think six and two would just be an absolute chef's kiss, Garrett. If you could oh, get this Sean Watson back where this team was sitting six and two, and look, just got Jacoby Brissett just doing his job. Nothing special. We can run the ball. We can play defense. We've got a strong offensive line. We'll call some play action passes. And trust me, the guy you're going to be throwing to, he's going to be so open, you're going to be wondering if there's a defense out there because that is the play calling that you're hopefully going to get from Coach Kevin Stefanski. 
Yeah, man, I like to see Nick Chubb about 700 yards. I like to see Kareem about 450, but he got about 200 in the air, too. Look, I like that. You know what I'm saying? I like to see all that good stuff. Play action. Mari Cooper got about 50, 60 catches already, and, and we're ready to go right when we get Deshaun Watson back. So, you know, that that's the best-case scenario. That's what we're all hoping and wishing for. But at the end of the day, I think that's what the Cleveland Browns need to be if they want to still stay in contention. Um, because for me, uh, to, to play one of these quarterbacks, any of these quarterbacks can win on the road. That's not a guaranteed victory. But um, my goal is to be shooting for home field advantage when you talk about these playoffs. And and, and to be in that area area, um, you're gonna need you're gonna need a certain level of play. And I think I think five and three, six and two gets you there. We've gotten to a bunch here today, uh, you know, Brian, what it actually means, you know, for the the length and the heaviness of a move the Browns made here and bringing in Deshaun Watson. What are the legitimate expectations? And they should be as high as they've ever been. Um, and that's that's what happens when you go to the levels the Browns went with this move with Deshaun Watson. Um, we're still monitoring here. Obviously, it looks like the Baker Mayfield talks are heating up with the Carolina Panthers. Maybe we'll get some sort of answer, inkling. Uh, towards maybe a conclusion to that relationship, you know, divorce court, maybe judge is ready to maybe finally make a ruling, I guess, so to speak, uh, for uh, Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Garrett Bush, of course, the barbershop Saturday mornings, 92.3 The Fan, the ultimate Cleveland sports show. The guys are doing a fantastic job over there. The show continues to grow, uh, gain new listeners. Everybody seems really, really excited about the direction of it. Happy for Garrett and the crew over there. Make sure you're following at gbush ninety one. The show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Questions, thoughts, ideas for the show. Always feel free to hit up the account. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Um, again, DMs are open there. Um, as we are here in the off season, and you know, come Friday, we really have some flexibility with the schedule over the next five weeks before training camp begins. So, you know, anything you'd like to hear, questions, of course, you know, feel free to hit us up as much as you guys do for us. I uh, appreciate you, you know, always try to be able to pay you folks back in spades, wherever you get your podcasts, whatever platform makes you are following, subscribe to the show, leave those five-star ratings, written reviews. YouTube, let's get this 1K wrapped up by the end of the week, if not sooner. Uh, north and 950 now, closing in on the 1,000 mark. Make sure you are subscribed. And as Garrett said, make sure you have the notifications on. That way, the latest information will come to you and be ready for you. Um, you talk about, obviously, with, um, you know, maybe Baker Mayfield, you know, looks like it's pop, pop, just pending at this point. Uh, some words, some thoughts of that, when, if it does happen, just more ways of getting content to you guys directly as quickly as we can. Uh, we appreciate everybody uh, who makes Lockdown Browns our first listen. The show would be nothing without you. And with all of this being said, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.